Welcome to the Pactum. I'm Pat Abendroth with Mike Grimes. Today we are going to be talking about a wonderful, amazing, important reality, and that would be the Pactum Salutis. Yes. The Covenant of Redemption. And we're going to do a top 10 list of sorts on reasons why it's important, because it's not the first episode where we've talked about the Pactum Salutis. It won't be the last one, right. uh, but it is a critical matter. We love the Pactum because we love God, because he loved us, and we want to make sure that you are in the know when it comes to such important Things as right. the Pactum Salutis. Mike, what is happening in the news? There what, is, is there Pactum news? There's plenty of Pactum news for our Pactum verse listeners to uh, know about right good, now. Good. Get, what, get, what are you drinking it, in your Pactum Yeti tumbler? Over I there? do have a Pactum Yeti tumbler. The Pactum is just all, all over the place. It's everywhere. It? So I've got some coffee. It's, it's pretty good. I'm just finishing my bag of Pete's Guatemalan blend. Okay. It's a dark roast. It's not too dark, but um, I'm finishing my last bag because... What do you plan to put in there after that? There, because the next bag that gets opened will be yet another wonderful, tasty treat from and to the Pactum verse. Yeah. <laughs> it would be... It's the Pactum coffee. No kidding. It's, it's here. We've been waiting... I, I I'm think, holding it. I think this has been like a year in the waiting. A year, the two, three, four, you know, it's been a while. It's been a while. We've mentioned it before, and here it is. We've got it in the studio. We've got it available for you, our Pactumverse <laughs> listeners. It's true. It is so true. But we want to give you a little taste. Uh, oh, I the, saw what he just did yeah, there. A little my, taste my, of the Pactum coffee and the flavor that you'll get, even from the packaging. The package, I'm, I'd have to say pride is a sin, but I'm pretty proud of it's it. It's awesome. Uh, so this is the Pactum Coffee. It's the Tenebrous Dark Oh yeah. is the roast here. It's a Guatemalan dark roast decreed to bring light to your day. <laughs> so uh, there, it even says on here there are notes of brown sugar, citrus. It's true. Floral, you know. Hey, It's true. Um, but let me read the back of the package to you. Uh, for a little Pactum fun on our Pactum coffee here. The Tenebras is a Guatemalan dark roast decreed to bring light to your day. Not hyper dark, like those who don't evangelize, but perfectly dark, just the way Pat and Mike like it. Sure to offend the taste buds of both gastronomic Arminians and dispensationalists, brew this Pactum <laughs> offering for the sake of the elect, and you will never be left, left behind. behind. Of course, it's there how it, it is. goes. Pactum verse, we want you to know the Pactum coffee is available for you to purchase. It's available for you to purchase on our website, thepactum.org. You can go to the store. You can find the Pactum coffee there. You can also find there are a handful of Pactum Yeti tumblers available on the Seriously, website as well. I thought that was just an in-house It's kind of been thing. an in-house thing, but hey, if you're going to have Pactum coffee, you might as well drink it out of a Pactum Yeti tumbler. <laughs> so there is a limited supply of the Yeti tumblers available. Check you, it out. You know, the marketing on the back of that uh, bag of beans that you have over there, yes. I have to say it was uh, somewhat inspired, uh, the snarky kind of sarcasm from Stone Brewing's old marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably won't like this beer. Yeah. You probably should put it back yeah. and settle for some lesser yellow fizzy substance with a multi-million dollar marketing <laughs> ad campaign. Right. Anyway, it always used to make me laugh, but I can't even name the beer because it would be, maybe we'd lose our PG Yeah, status, we wouldn't do that. Right? Yep. So, okay. But okay. yeah, Pactum Coffee, check it out. Love it's, to have you taste it. It's delicioso. Taste it, enjoy it. If you don't like it, 
Don't let us know. That's okay. Yeah. Right? It's okay if Everybody you don't like has it. their style of coffee yes. and things that they like. It's not crazy dark, though. No, it's not. It's, it's not really like not. the Italian kind of no, no. super dark. Because I'm not a huge dark, dark, dark roast guy, but I enjoy the Pactum roast. Yeah, baby. It's good stuff. Check well, it out. Awesome. All right. Now, Mike, we do have a special guest in the studio we today. We do with have us. a so special guest in the studio. If people hear, uh, the, my dog has a, has a little bit of a cold, a little sniffle. <laughs> so if you hear some Aussie sniffles in the background, <laughs> don't be alarmed. Don't be frightened. Um, but right now, she's just chillaxing she on, on the floor, enjoying she's herself. She's calmed down a bit. She has. We need to give her some of those beans, and she wouldn't Ooh, be, that very, would be bad she wouldn't news. calmed down anymore. <laughs> so today what we're going to do is do a top 10 list on reasons why the Pactum Salutis is so important. We've talked before about what the Pactum Salutis is. It's the covenant of redemption. We've looked at different texts like Ephesians chapter one, father, son, and Holy spirit before the foundation of the world. The son is sent by the father to provide perfect redemption. It's applied by the spirit. Uh, wonderful text to look at. We're not going to take the time to do that today. What we really want to do is just motivate you to think in terms of how profound and how wonderful and extraordinary, the great reality of redemption in Christ, the pactum salutis, the covenant of redemption. So let's do, we're going to go pretty fast. We have a top 10 list here on reasons why it right. matters, yeah. reasons why it is so important and kind of tongue in cheek with a smile on our face. The first reason why we think it's so important is because it's just, it's just amazing. It's amazing. Right. Right. Yeah. All of the different things you can just sit and think about and ponder and know about the fact that we can know about things that happened before sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. before history. Yeah. It's amazing I, to be able to know such things, right? Yeah. Just to stop and consider for a moment, you know, what happened before the foundation of the world? Well, who, who knows that? Right. Well, we do as yeah. Christians, and uh, we, we know something about what God did, and we know something about what God purposed and decreed, and it's called the pactum. It's called the covenant of redemption. Uh, so I, I like to, so many times I like to say, don't don't just... Do something, stand there. No. <laughs> Wait a second. That's not how it's supposed to go. Yeah, but don't just do something. Consider God. Think about God. We're to, we're to love God with our minds. Well, part of that, certainly there's more involved, but to consider that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the intra-Trinitarian covenant of redemption to secure salvation for the elect, I mean, that is mind do you say baffling, mind-boggling? Boggling. I say boggling. It baffles my mind. Baffles, it yeah. boggles my mind. Right, it does yeah. other things that start with a B to right. my mind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Amazing. Yeah. Second, second reason here. Uh, the covenant of redemption matters because it is vital to Christmas. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> it's true. Well, it's I would, we're just Christmas. trying to get the attention of the kids here. <laughs> right, right? Yeah. Otherwise, everyone would be a Scrooge. It would be bah humbug all the time. And we, we say that with a smile on our face because there would be no incarnation. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there would be no incarnation. There would be none of it at all. Uh, there would be no hope, not to mention that. But the reason we have, the reason the, he's the Prince of Peace and all of these wonderful things, well, it's because of the pactum. Right. Jesus was born. Jesus came here. Jesus came to redeem. Well, there we are because of the intra-Trinitarian covenant of redemption. That's right. Okay. Third, quick move in here. The covenant of redemption matters because it's vital to your redemption. You know, Mike, even, I guess, to be honest, selfishly, I, I like my redemption. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? right? I like the fact that I've been freed from the slave market of sin uh, because of the purchasing power of Christ. Mm. He set me free. He's redeemed me. That's the language. Right, yeah. And, and so the payment has been made. I've been set free. I love my redemption. <laughs> I love what God has done for me in Christ. Well, 
apart from the covenant of redemption, there would be no redemption. And so where's the origin? What's the thing behind the thing behind the thing? As we say, it's this, it's this great reality that Jesus was sent and he said himself that he would lose nothing of all that he has given me, meaning the father, but he will most certainly uh, raise it up on the last day. Hmm covenant of redemption. We are saved. We have salvation, the forgiveness of sins. Uh, We have freedom in Christ, all ultimately because of what God had done uh, intra-Trinitarianly, let's just keep saying it, before the foundation of the world. The whole of our salvation, as Hermann Witsius says, is because of the covenant of redemption. Mm, That's good. Uh, Okay, another reason that it matters is because the covenant of redemption is vital to your assurance. So we get assurance from lots of different places. Right, um, yeah. I guess if you don't like assurance, you probably won't like the yeah, pactum salutis. not, yes. <laughs> But we get it from a lot of places. I think of, well, I trusted in Christ as a college student, and so it was a certain day and time. I don't know the certain day and time, but I know that it actually happened. Right. And so I'm assurance. I, I'm assurance. I have assurance <laughs> that I've trusted in Christ. Uh, I have assurance because... Uh, of the sealing work of the spirit. I have assurance because there's fruit in my life and I look like I'm no longer spiritually dead, but I'm spiritually alive. I have assurance because of the empty tomb. I have assurance because Jesus said it is finished. All of these things are true and good and right. Yes. Yeah. But we have to know that assurance for us didn't even start 2000 years ago, even though that plays a part of it. Right. Yeah. It's actually before the foundation of the world is where our assurance starts. Oh, the glorious Pactum, the pactum is what I have to say about that when it comes to confidence, uh, confidence in the fact that we will most certainly be saved. Well, that reaches way, way, way back. I have assurance today because of something that happened, yes, in time and space, but actually even before then. Yes. Pretty, yeah. pretty cool to that think is, about. That is awesome. All right, fifth one, we're making our way through halfway. The covenant of redemption matters because of the consummation. I like I, I like the idea of consummation, yeah. but I but I tend to think of being consumed. Consumed, yeah, right. It's not the really really the idea. What we mean by the consummation would be in the future there will come a time when everything is united, right. everything in heaven and on earth. In fact, it says in Ephesians one, our pactum text, uh, it says as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him that would be in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth. That's consummation talk. Yeah, yeah. And so we look forward to that day uh, when everything is made right, all wrongs are made right, and you have perfect unity, cosmic unity, whatever we want to call it like that for good descriptors. Well, actually, all of that's sure and certain, even yeah. the future, actually because of the past. Yeah, uh, The past as in 2,000 years ago when Christ was on earth, but also that happened because of the past Past, past. Past, past. (laughs) So the pactum even helps us have hope for tomorrow and hope for our broken, fallen world. Yeah. Because even from the foundation of the world, there's a plan, a decree, a purpose for it to no longer be the way it is now. Right. Just thinking about these, it's, you know, the the comfort, the hope, the joy uh, that comes in considering the pactum salutis. Not probably the words you immediately think of when you say, let's talk about the pactum salutis. Oh, the comfort, the joy, the hope. 
Uh, but it's true. It's, it's absolutely and it true because of those things. Yep. I was talking to someone recently and they, they said how thankful they were for the things we're talking about because all week long they watch the news and they're watching, you oh. know, culture and all of this stuff. Sure, yeah. And she basically said, you know what? It's great to come to church and think about things like this. And she said the covenant of redemption mm, yeah. uh, because it helps me to, to think rightly. Yeah. Perspective. Yep. yep. Helpful. I, I said, unfortunately I agree with you, but I'm going to forget by the time I get to my car. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. man. I read some somewhere I think it was that something about doorways. When you walk through a doorway, it triggers you to just forget something, which means I must walk through a doorway every five steps. Is this, is this one of, like a conspiracy theory thing? Probably, like like probably the birds so. are actually like cameras from the government? Yes, yeah. Birds are not real. This... <laughs> Do- doorways <laughs> when you erase walk your memory. A doorway, it erases your memory. That's why I always have a metal tin foil hat that I wear when I walk through a doorway. <laughs> It's going to be new Pactum oh, merch. Oh, you never know. Pactum you never know gear. what I find on the internet. If it's on the internet, it's real. Okay, let's make our way through the next one, number six on our list here. The covenant of redemption matters because it is our theological heritage. Oh, so if we think about our history, we, we, we stand in the long line of men and women right, yeah. uh, who have affirmed the Pactum Salutis, the covenant of redemption. So maybe you've Maybe you're even a new Christian and you've never heard the, the Latin verbiage. The Latin verbiage. Um, but the reality is Christians who've gone before us uh, have, have affirmed this reality. Right. So we could trace all the way through the confessions. We could talk about the Belgic Confession, the Heidelberg Catechism, the Canons of Dort, the Westminster Confession of Faith. Sure, yeah. It's implicit substan- substantively in all of those. We could go to the Savoy Declaration. We could go to the London Baptist Confession of 1689. Uh, it's covenant of redemption, even if it's not called that explicitly. It is our confessional heritage, if you will, as Protestants. Um, and not that it started with the Protestant Reformation, but um, it's, it's, cl- it's clearly articulated there right. uh, throughout. If you do a little research and a little bit more reading, you'll actually come up with individual names as well. The list is actually pretty long. We could talk about individuals, whether it's Charles Hodge or B.B. Warfield or Abraham Kuyper or Hermann Bavink or Gerhardus Voss. It goes on and on, on and on. on. Yes. The Pactum Salutis, yes. not of recent origin, not some sort of one-off spinoff, if we pay attention to our ancestry, our history. Right. Okay, so moving on. We've Have got- you done an- Ancestry.com? Have I done that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did there for a while because I think they do some kind of like free trial thing for a while. Did you have to like send a spit in a spittle? No, <laughs> I'm not sending my spit or my blood to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so my kids bought it for me for Christmas or something several years ago. So yeah. I, I, I sent the spit. You did? I did. What did yeah. they find now, out about now, you? And I think it maybe was started by Mormons or something. Oh. And so now I'm probably in some kind of You're weird, in a database? weird Mormon data. Do they come to your door more often? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> It is kind of cool to see, though, when you when you branch out the family tree and all that. It's pretty fascinating. Yes, indeed. So if you were to send your theological spittle yes. to Utah, <laughs> what you would find is your ancestors, your spiritual ancestors, believed in the Pactum Salutis. Yes, <laughs> and so you, we're, we're just saving you the postage. We are, yes. And we're saving you the heartache. You don't need to do that. And um, don't send your spit to us, please. Please, please, please. <laughs> All right, next on our list of why the covenant of redemption matters is because it regulates our evangelism and produces faithfulness. 
right? How perfect is that? We believe in predestination. We believe in election. We believe, right. therefore, really, because it overlaps with the pactum. Right. So we don't have to manipulate people. We don't have to be salespeople to try to get people to, quote unquote, make a decision. Uh, that's why Acts 13.48 is so helpful when it comes to this, because it says, as many as were appointed to mm. eternal life believed. Yeah. And that really does help us. So yeah. we know they were appointed uh, if they believe, we don't know who's appointed until they believe right. kind of thing. So uh, when was that appointment? That's an appointment that actually is pre-Genesis. Yeah. So God does the appointing. Yes, he uses our preaching. He uses our proclaiming because faith comes by hearing. Uh, but we, our job is to proclaim, and we proclaim to everyone. Uh, but we know because of the pactum yes. uh, that those who have been appointed unto eternal life uh, will believe. All right. Moving on, we've got three of these left in our top 10 list to hear of the Covenant of Redemption, the Pactum Salutis, why it matters. Three left. The Covenant of Redemption matters because of Bible interpretation or hermeneutics. It absolutely does. When you stop and think about how am I going to interpret the Bible when oh, I yeah. sit down and read the Bible, well, once I'm enlightened... Mm. Uh, <laughs> Do enlighten us today here <laughs> on the Once I have that, once I, I know this to be true, let's yeah. just say in Ephesians 1 and sort the issues out, well, I know that there was something going on before creation, and I know what that something was, and it centers around Christ, it centers upon Christ, so now all of a sudden when I'm reading about whatever it is, everything from Genesis onward, yeah. even the Old Testament, I'm aware that there is a decree, there is a purpose, and it centers around Christ. Right. Yep. So it's not just random miscellaneous character studies about right. dudes named Noah, <laughs> Noah right. or yeah. Abraham yeah. or even the nation of Israel, right. the, the son. Yeah. It's all something I can understand better because... History is headed somewhere. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because before history, there was a design, there was a purpose, there was a plan yep. centering around Christ. Yeah, you hear people talk about the thread moving through the course of Scripture and how you can see that drama of redemption unfolding as Scripture uh, is revealed to us. It's it's fascinating. If you have that category, if you have that mindset as you're reading through Scripture, it really helps you understand your Bible. Better. It does. I love what Dennis Johnson says in his book, Him We Proclaim, about this very matter. He says, long before he sent his son to bring rescue in the fullness of time, quoting Galatians 4.4, 4, mm -hmm. he sovereignly designed events, institutions, and individual leaders to provide foretastes of the feast, wetting Israel's appetite for the coming Savior and salvation. Mm. So really great quote, quote and good insight. I'm going to go on just a little bit more. Israel's historical experience or experiences of blessing and judgment, wealth and woe also prepare a rich symbolic vocabulary embedded in the dust and blood of real history concepts and categories. Here's my favorite part pre-designed to articulate the sufficiency and complexity of Jesus saving work. Hmm. I'm going to read the Old Testament differently <laughs> because of the Pactum Salutis. Right. And some people tell us we shouldn't do that. And we say, forget you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever said that to anybody just like that? I, oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Is what oh, we're going to say. We man. are all for Christ-centered because the Bible's Christ-centered. It is. Yes, it is. It is indeed a Christian book. True. All we're right. Moving right along. Two left here. The covenant of redemption matters because it is attacked. Bad, bad people who don't like the covenant of redemption. Well, yeah, it is attacked. It's undermined. It's undermined by Unitarians because they're not Trinitarian. Go figure. 
<laughs> and they don't believe in the supernatural. So that's low-lying fruit. Right, so pe- yeah. people don't like it if they're Unitarian. Uh, they don't like it if they're Arminian either, uh, or either, whichever one you prefer. Either or either. Yep. So, and that's because of predestination. So Arminians typically don't believe in predestination, which is pretty crazy because it's in the Bible. Yep. Uh, but then to go in a little deeper, Arminians don't like the Pactum Salutis, the Covenant of Redemption, because... Uh, it requires what we would call particular redemption. Right. So yeah. Pactum listeners, think about that for a moment and think of the logic involved. So particular redemption, otherwise known, uh, unfortunately, as limited atonement, mm. uh, it actually is a reality if we're talking about the Pactum Salutis. So before time begins, the Father predestines, the Son is sent to redeem those who are predestined, right. uh, and then the Spirit applies the work of the Son to the elect. Right. Yeah. And so uh, what we don't have is the Father predestining a great number, right. and then the son doing something different. Right, the yeah, son doesn't yeah. say, well, I'm going to try to make everyone redeemable, even though the father didn't predestine, predestine everyone. Yeah, yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't compute. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that Jesus says things like in John chapter 10, he lays his life down for the sheep. He loses none of the ones he lays his life down for. Right. It's an uncomfortable reality for people the first time they hear about it. Sure, yep. So four-point Calvinists, so-called, for mm. example, wouldn't, believe, wouldn't really like the covenant of redemption. Yeah, uh, at least sure. that's been my experience with them. Yeah, yep. So think of it in those terms. Um, we love the pactum because salvation is sure, and Jesus didn't come to make people redeemable. Right, he came to actually redeem and yeah. save. Yeah. Actu- actual redemption. Yeah. So uh, Arminians tend to not like it. Uh, we like it. Uh, the water's warm. Come on in. There's more room. <laughs> Come in the, on in. Co- there's more room in the pool. <laughs> so uh, we would say biblicists don't tend to like the pactum salutis because right. when they sit down at their keyboard and do a word search, pactum. they don't find it even if they're looking at a Latin Bible. Right. It, yeah. It doesn't go. It's off. not in there. So as I like to say, you won't find it by doing solo word search. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a theological concept. It's a construct. The idea is there. So I suppose the list could go on. Um, sometimes dispensationalists don't like it because they tend to be biblicists uh, and they tend to not like the Pactum Salutis because it's part of covenant theology. Hmm. So, but thankfully there are those dispensationalists who affirm it and we like those kinds. So if you're going to be a dispensationalist, be that kind. Yep. Sometimes dispensationalists don't like the Pactum Salutis also because it does call for a Christ-centered reading of the Bible sure. yeah, yep. and not an Israel-centric reading of the Bible. Yep. So there, there is also that. So if you have friends and neighbors, acquaintances, enemies, fellow church members <laughs> uh, who are anti-Christ-centered, they probably won't be thrilled about the Pactum Salutis, but you can teach it to them anyway because it's you in can. the Bible. You can, yes. So we would encourage you to do that. Yes, Absolutely. All right, well, let's wrap it up with our 10th on our top this, 10 this list. This is it? This is it. This is number 10 on the top 10 list of why the covenant of redemption or the pactum salutis matters. And it matters because it induces praise. It does. It, it does. does. In fact, I would even like to start there and end there, but we didn't start we there. We didn't, no. And then we'd have a top 11 list and it that wouldn't be as work. good. Yeah. But Paul starts off with praise in Ephesians chapter 1. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. His, his praise is not mediocre. No. So, and maybe that's what we should help people with. If your praise is mediocre, it might be because you don't believe in covenant theology yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And also, <laughs> if you affirm the Pactum Salutis, you of all people shouldn't be mediocre in your praise. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so we, we bless God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like Paul does, almost, you know, in a sense, falling over himself uh, verbally. Right, yeah. Because he's so excited, so, so... Um, full orbed in his praise. And it's because of these things. It's because of the great reality of redemption in Christ purposed before the foundation of the world. He says to the praise of his glory, to the praise of his glory, to the praise of his glorious grace. Indeed, we of all people who believe these things to be true should live for the glory of Christ. We should boast in the glory of Christ. Uh, it, it truly is a great and grand kind of reality. No, it's no wonder that Stephen Charnock, the the staid Puritan who maybe <laughs> didn't want to say, blessed be the God and Father. Right. No, he says, fly to the covenant of redemption. Uh, you know, when, when you're down, look to the covenant of redemption. Mm. When you're up, look to the covenant of redemption. Uh, you're, you're going to be stabilized. You're going to be motivated. You're going to find significance no matter what's going on in the world. Right. Because yeah. of the decree of God and he's our God. He's for us. Uh, indeed, he's faithful and will always be faithful to us. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us here today on The Pactum. As always, you can be in touch with us on the interwebs. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email us, connect at thepactum.org. And don't forget, check out onthepactum.org, our website, the store where you can find your very own bag of Pactum coffee beans. Bag of beans. Bag of beans Best is available. in the world. Amazing. Thanks for joining in us. In the Pactum verse. That's right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you here next time on the Pactum.